Yeah, welcome to Solly Dog uh, Interviews uh, Podcast. Uh, this time round, we're talking with uh, Matty T. Wall from the land of Oz, um, Perth, Western Australia, to be precise. Yeah, talking about Matty about his uh, new album, Sidewinder, been doing great things. Number one on the Australian Blues and Roots charts. Solid Dog Blues and Roots, great to have you on the show. How are you going? Thanks for having us. Fantastic. Well, um, we're here on a um, cold winter's day in Melbourne. Uh, have a bit of coffee, which is a good way to do it. Um, talk about the new album, um, Sidewinder. Yeah. And you're doing a tour to release this. And, yes. um So let's just go back. Um, this album, uh, is it, it's not your first, is it? No, this is album number two. So uh, as you would know, the second album's got to be a lot better than the first one otherwise you're in a, in yeah. a deep deep trouble right so yeah. uh, so I had to pull out all the stops with this one yeah and really go for it and I think it's uh, turned out exactly how it should yeah no it's a great, great piece of work and a lot of um, a lot of power guitar work uh, on this one yeah um, which yeah. is which is your trademark I guess it's, it's becoming my trademark yeah that's right um, if, if anybody's seen us live they know I like my guitar very loud <laughs> Sound guys don't usually <laughs> get on too well with that, but we're, we're friends by the end of the gig. It's all good. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, um, where did it start for you playing guitar? Um, I started around, I think it was about 11 years old. Yeah. Inspired by um, uh, watching Eric Clapton and, and Mark Knopfler in Dire Straits. Okay. That's really what inspired me. And then I got turned on to Angus Young and ACDC. Yeah. And then went down the heavy metal path, the Metallica and all that sort of thing. That and right? I was playing heavy metal for a long time. Right. I still love it. This is why you like yeah. it loud, isn't it? I do like it loud. <laughs> I like it intense. I like it, you know, in your face. Yeah. That's great. So at what age were you when you, when you started uh, picking? Um, well, 11 and 12 um, was when I really started um, playing guitar. And uh, three, about three years into it, that's when I started to really hit my stride. Yeah. guitar playing you know got past all the basics and yeah. really started to go for it learning learning ACDC songs and solos and all yeah. that sort of thing yeah. are you playing in the school band were you or were you out on the weekend I played in the school jazz band at one point yeah. but that was that was later on before that I was jamming you know ACDC and Metallica songs with, with friends in school you know drummers and Great. that sort of thing so the obvious question what made you drop the metal uh, a little album by a dude called Gary Moore ah. <laughs> still got the yeah. blues I was at my mate's house uh, we were um, learning some Metallica songs and his dad brought home this album still yeah. got the blues he put it on he said hey boys come and listen to this my freaking jaw dropped is that right hit the floor and I just couldn't believe the guitar tone that guy's got and still to this day that guitar tone haunts me and I'm I'll be forever chasing that guitar tone it just ruined me <laughs> that album yeah well it, it, <laughs> It's a journey that never ends. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. <laughs> uh, well, so so, what was it about the blues that um, that uh, and Gary Moore? Are there other things about the blues that, that turned you into that area? Um, yeah, well, I mean, my dad was always playing Eric Clapton, so I was exposed to blues sort of music um, from a young age. Uh, but there was a Eric Clapton uh, live performance that he'd always put on. Uh, 21 nights yep. at the Royal Albert Hall and 
the part that I loved about that one was the Blues Nights, and okay. he had Buddy Guy and he had Robert Cray yeah, on stage yeah. with yep, him, yep, yep. and those guys were ripping into wicked guitar solos. I loved it, and from that I started, you know, getting into Buddy Guy and Robert Cray and Albert Collins, you know, because yes. Cray and Collins did lots of stuff together, yep. um, and yeah, that sent me down the rabbit hole. Fantastic. Yeah, and you haven't haven't come out of it. Haven't come out of it. Yeah. Um, a lot of blues guitarists end up being stadium rock. Do you think you'll ever go there? Well, yeah. Don't see. You got to be careful. Like in in my mind, I still want to preserve that warm feeling that blues gives me when I listen to it. Yeah. Um, but I also want it to be um, aggressive and intense at the same time. Yeah. And it's 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 a very fine line because I could easily turn this into hard rock and metal. I could go all the way with it. But I've got to restrain myself and make sure I preserve that blues sound. Yeah, it's quite difficult. Yeah, I get sent a lot of like heavy blues stuff from the states. It's almost yep. metal sometimes. Yep, yep. And um, like there's there's a whole lot of fans of that too. Which, yeah, yeah. Which is not to put it down, but yep. it's um, certainly there. Coming back to Sidewinder, mm. um, there's some, a lot of a lot of tracks you've written yourself. Yeah, so there's eight tracks I wrote on this one. Yeah, four covers. And um, as a songwriter, where does that start for you? Uh, listening to uh, Matty T. Wall, uh, Turnhounds. Let's put in some uh, music from the Sidewinder album before uh, we head off and uh, hear what Matt has to say about that. Most songs it starts with a guitar riff, and I record hundreds of guitar riffs. You know, I'll be playing and I'll, I'll come up with something. You know, that sounds good. That's you know, I'll grab my phone and I'll record it on my phone. Yeah. And I've got so many riffs on my phone. I, I hope I don't lose my phone. <laughs> but uh, generally, it starts with a guitar riff. Yeah. And these days, the way I write, it also starts with a song title. Yeah. Um, I collect titles, and I got okay. that idea from uh, reading about songwriters. And realizing that most songwriters write from the title first. Yeah. Um, there's only a couple of songwriters that write the lyrics first. Sure. And that's like Bob Dylan and Paul Simon. You know. Yeah. yeah. Most people find the title and they write from there. And that yeah. that was a bit of a bit of an eye-opening moment for me to understand yeah. that. So now I'm collecting titles. I hear something interesting and I'll, I'll grab that. Oh, that sounds interesting. I'll write it down. I know that Paul Kelly does that a lot. Right. Yeah. Which explains the Mississippi. <laughs> well, that's the Chris Thomas King song, that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's. Uh, oh, this yeah, this too. Yeah. yeah so I was thinking... He's a modern guy from the you know contemporary blues from the states, and he mixes R&B and hip hop with blues. Okay. And uh, you know, 
trying to be contemporary at the same time. You know, I, I generally when I pick covers for albums, yeah. I pick a, pick contemporary blues artists and older blues artists. Yeah. As well, so you know, you got a Don Nick's song, you got a Sam Cooke song. Yeah. Um, but you also got Trombone Shorty on there. Sure. You know, and you yeah. Chris Thomas King. But um, yeah, Mississippi Crossroads. First time I heard that. Uh, I thought that was the coolest blues song I heard in a while. Yeah, well, I heard it. I went down to the crossroads, but all I found was a tree and a dusty road. I was looking for the devil. Put down my shovel, started thinking on a higher level. He appeared as a county sheriff. This good old boy as hell, hounds in a bailiff. He was a big porky pig. Said you better make it good, boy, it's gonna be a last gig. He asked for my name. There's light in my face I said my earliest is just a well, that, I hadn't heard the original I'm thinking Oh well that's that's great And uh, there's a bit of a story here Sidewinder And um, uh, Slide ride Is it yep. A lot of slide Wind slide Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Goes to the theme of the album I think Yeah yeah I think mm. so yeah So And I mean That's sort of frenetic You know Hammering um, yeah. Strings and, and getting a lot of Action happening Yep Yep Um and that was your intent, obviously, with the... With well, the that stuff. song was always um, uh, an opener for live shows uh-huh. for years. I mean, we've only been together for about five years. Yeah. Um, but that was always an opener, yeah. that song. It didn't quite make it to the last album. And now that we've got Rick Whittle on the drums, he's a bit more of a, a, a rock drummer, blues rock, rock drummer. It really works now. Yeah. And it just worked perfect as the opener for the album fantastic yeah, yeah no, it's, it's some great stuff there do you have any favourites on this album oh it's there's hard a few to, um, hard to ask that question Change is gonna come um, really is a is a standout for me yeah I love the Sidewinder riff um, Sophia Strutt came out came about you know that was really interesting how that's become one of my favourites that yeah. one and um, Ain't That The Truth as well how did, how did the Sophia Strutt what's the background of that oh that just started as a you know, not ex-girlfriend as well. Right? No, so, well, no. Sophia is. Uh, I, I've heard written in reviews that Sophia must be some strong-willed woman. She's my three-year-old daughter, okay. and she's very strong-willed. She's okay. the loudest one in the room, and if she's not, she gets louder. Right, she's, right. Right. <laughs> she's very strong-willed. But um, it started off as a as a little solo live to just yeah. do some little flickety bits on the guitar, you know. Yeah. Um, and then morphed into something, and I joined it up with this cool little blues riff. Yeah, and it turned out as uh, a Fant- jam on the album. Fantastic. Yeah. Do you ever go acoustic? Um, not really. Um, I tend not to like soloing too much on acoustic guitars, but I've recently fallen in love with this uh, steel resonator guitar, yeah. and yeah, I love the tone of that. Yeah. And you actually hear that guitar on Mississippi Crossroads. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay, that explains that. Now, look, uh, West Australia, you grew up in Perth? Yeah. yeah. And there's another West Australian interviewed recently, I know, Dave Hole. Yes. Different generation. Yes, yes. Um, but there's, again, uh, you know, world-renowned slide mm. guitar player. Um, what is it about Perth and um, electric slide players? Oh, I don't know. I think uh, with Perth, you've got to... Because you're in the middle of nowhere, right? It's... Yeah. it's, it's most isolated capital city in the world you know that's because you're in the middle of nowhere you really got to take it to the next level with that energy to to get noticed by you know any other places yeah we are talking with uh, Matty Two Wall uh, the Matty Two Wall band 
and uh, showcasing uh, his latest album, Sidewinder. Yeah, here's a track. More rootsy, this one. Walk out the door. Dave is really an inspiration to me that you can actually take your music from Perth to the world. Yeah. Blues music. Yes, know. yes, yes. And that was that's quite inspirational. Yeah, so you, um, uh, is, is it sort of like a strong um, community there of uh, blues people that support Yeah, it? yeah, there is. I mean, probably the, the uh, stalwarts in our in our Perth scene would be the Perth Blues Club Tuesday yeah. Night Perth Blues Club and um, the Bridgetown Blues Festival which has been going for 25, 26 years so uh, those two things make playing blues viable yeah, it's fantastic in Perth, so yeah and, and a lot of gigs around Fremantle I mean I see um, mm. Lucky Oceans used to play in there every Sunday didn't yeah, Fremantle's a, g- a cool place um, it got John Butler fired for quite a while he, he did, yeah <laughs> he, he did, yeah so yeah. it became that scene yeah. but um, you know they're always open to new things uh, <laughs> Not blues. If, yes, yeah. Oh no, there's a bit of blues there, but um, I always called John Butler Blues and Roots, but um, he is, he's yeah, moved on. He is a bit. He's, he's yeah. his own sound, and that's cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's good if you've got your own sound. Uh, it's uh, it's a good thing. But uh, yeah, Frio's a, a great place. Frio's like the Newcastle is to Sydney. Yeah, yeah. You know, so much happening there. Yeah, it's great. Now, t- talk about your um, instrumentation. I read somewhere you you play Les Paul. Um, well, yes, it, I play it, Les Paul. It, Most people call it an SG. Uh, well, yeah. it's an SG, is it? It's uh, well, the SG name didn't start until 1963, 1964. Okay. So Les Paul had a contract with Gibson until that time. Yeah. So they came up with the new SG shape in '61, and my I got two of these. They're both '61s, uh, 1961 um, Les Paul customs. So they're still called Les Pauls until '63, '64. Uh, but it is an SG. It's the SG shape, which but is it the... says Les Paul in it, so it's, it's, it's weird. It's interesting. Yeah, Derek yeah. Trucks plays an SG. He, he does. He does. So, yeah. so it's not not the big heavy. Um, the the big SG heavy. was the the, uh, the lighter version, like the Strat. That's right. That's right. I, I did play a, um, a 1976 Les Paul on this album on one yeah. of the tracks. Actually, Sophia Strutt had yeah. a Les Paul on there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've got a bunch of other guitars and amps. Actually, since the last album, the Blue Skies album, I wasn't. Um, 100% satisfied with with how the how the recordings of each the, the guitar takes went. Sure. So I went on a bit of a quest with guitar tones, you know. Okay. Looking for um, certain guitar tones, and you'd be surprised. Some of the great tones coming off this album are like a Yamaha guitar into a cheap little Supro amp. Yep. Yep. It's surprising. It's surprising what you can do. Well, that's.
heard Ray Cooter's favourite uh, guitar he bought for 25 bucks, but that could be just a mythology. Yeah, um, well, yeah. But, but now, are you using pedals with your sound? Yeah. I mean, Jeff Atchison famously doesn't use any pedals. Yeah, I can't stand pedals. So yeah. you, you're looking for the, uh, the instrument, the fingers. That's right, and uh, turn the amp up loud. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting, yeah, so um, no pedals. A lot of people uh, become pedal junkies. Yeah. And then you've kept away from it. Yeah, but it's funny, like the uh, my favourite tone ever recorder on electric guitar, which is Gary Moore, still got the blues album, is a pedal. Yeah. You know, yeah. So go figure. But I don't like pedals, I can't, yeah, I can't stand the sound. You can't stand the sound of them? It's weird, yeah. Neil Young famously has some um, issue about pedals where he says it has to be sort of a, a pure pass yeah, through, otherwise... You lose he, an organic sort he, of feel. He won't uh, use them. Feel. And, yeah, 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 you do. You lose a feel and there's something there's something in the top end, that sparkle, that's, that yep. changes. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got the uh, he's got the money to have a tech to play around with that. Yeah. I guess that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what about amplification? Uh, what are you using? Um, I'm actually using a Fender Vibra King at the moment. Yeah. But um, on this album there was um, uh, 1967 Marshall Plexi. Right. Um, you know, uh, like some Supros, an old um, Fender Vibra Lux. Yeah. So there's some old old amps and some new amps. I, I generally favour the Marshall sort of tone. Yeah. Um, for the distorted and the, and the Fender vibra like sort of tone for the clean um but um the, the amp i'm playing now the vibra king sort of does both of those right it's really great yeah. So, yeah so um so with this album uh what's the touring arrangements um and where do you think you might take it uh well the next well we've been doing australia for for a little while now i think the next step is uh europe so this album has been getting really great reviews um not only from the u.s but also from uh, the Benelux region, you know, the, the Belgium, Netherlands, yes, yes. Um, Germany as well. So that might be where we're headed next. Yeah, we're listening to uh, Matey Wall talking about um, his new album and being on the road and everywhere else. Um, here's a track, a uh, slow down one, a change is going to come. It's been a long, long, long time coming. I know, I know a change has got to come, baby Oh, yes it is There was a time I would go to my brother might be closer from Perth to uh, Europe than it is to the USA. Well, it probably is. Yeah. It probably is. I was over there judging the European Blues Challenge in oh, uh, right. last year. Cool. And the secretary of um, the Blues Union is in Brussels. Mm. So, um, Jordan Volters. So, yep. I'll, yep. I'll let him know you're coming. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, um, and the reaction with the audiences, what, what do you find your, um, the demographic of the audiences? Is it, is it older, younger? bit of both so yeah. generally um, uh, I'd say two thirds are 
the baby boomers sort of uh, that were into the 60s rock. Sure. Um, you know, the 60s um, British blues sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we get a lot of that, which is cool. You know, that's, yeah. that's you know, what I grew up listening to. Yeah. And you can hear that coming through in the music. But also we get a lot of um, young kids who, uh, who are musicians yeah. or have just discovered blues. Yeah. And, you know, they... The music that you hear on commercial radio these days is a bit, I don't know, a bit vanilla. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Un- yeah. Unexciting. So when kids see this music, they're like, wow, this is awesome. So we yeah. do get a few kids coming to shows. That's good. Yeah, yeah I notice there's a bit of a change. They're either under 25 or over 45. Something like that. Yeah. 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 So, so in the middle, it doesn't, doesn't always work. I think they've got kids in there at home looking up yeah, for the kids. Yeah, that's you know? usually <laughs> happens that, in that period, I think. Yeah. That, yeah. Now, you mentioned crossover before. I mean, there's been a number of people done. John Hammond with G-Love, um, North Pacific All-Stars. Is that something you might look at in the future? Um, well, I'm always interested in uh, moving moving the sound in, into different genres. Yeah. Like, you'll see in this in this album, there's, there's sort of hard rock and there's, there's R&B and soul and there's, there's all sorts of different things. Yeah. Um, but trying to do that and create an identifiable sound is probably the hardest thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's not really a conscious thing. It's sort of like a, a, a mixture of your influences coming out. Sure. And, uh, you know, like, uh, I love bands like Prodigy, you know, electronic bands like that yeah. when yeah. I was growing up. So there's, there's got to be some electronic stuff coming out as well and, you know, and some R&B and... And definitely some heavy metal influences if you listen to the end of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going Down or if you yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. Mississippi. So that's that's going to come out. Fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. And um, on another side, the, the music industry, has, it's been changing people. A lot of people saying it's um, never been stronger, never never been harder to make a dollar. Both. How, how is your experience with the industry at the moment? Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to get your music out there. And that is... Uh, that's really motivating for a lot of people because they can write, write, you know, write their own music and put it out for the world to see. And that's yeah. that's enabled so many musicians to come out and do things. And there's incredible musicians, you know, around. And even you know, some YouTube clips of yeah. guitarists or drummers or whatever. It's amazing stuff yeah. out there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot harder to make a dollar because it's not CD sales. It's it's, it's streaming. Yeah, really, and uh, and that makes it pretty much. It doesn't make it viable for a musician to go out and make an album. So albums like this, you know, I'm mortgaging my house to do things like this. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. And it's it's a big risk, but I love, you know, making music. So things that you do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If uh, Matty T. Wall wasn't a guitarist, what would you be? Ah, it's interesting. A naturopath. <laughs> yeah. A natural doctor. Yeah. A natural doctor. I'm, I'm heavy into health. Yeah. Big time, big time. So, uh, you know, I've been researching health and nutrition for 20 years now. Yeah, fantastic. And, and I love it. And so much that I uh, convinced my wife to become a natural doctor as well. So she's studying it at the moment. <laughs> Talked her into so it. So you, you can play guitar while she uh, does a naturopathy. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, then you'll have to go acoustic to get the woody sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eventually. Yep. So, um, where, where, where to after? You're in Melbourne at the moment. Yes. Um, which you've got some gigs uh, this mm-hmm. weekend at mm-hmm. uh, Hatfish, Crystal Pete. So, uh, uh, 
uh, yep. way out west roots music. That's it. Um, and obviously we're coming back to Melbourne. Um, where, else yeah. you, where else are you taking this? Well, we're going back to WA down to uh, Margaret River, one of my favourite places yeah. in the whole world. Um, we're playing down at the Settlers Tavern in Margaret River, and yep. that's, uh, that's in, in August. Um, next week we're at the Echuca Winter Blues Festival, which yep. will be great, yep. um, as long as it's not too cold. It'll be cold. <laughs> it'll be cold. It'll be cold. I know, I know. Plenty After of coffee Perth, and tea and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then uh, th- there's a few things coming, and also I expect to be for us to be releasing another single and another clip from this album. So great. Look out for that, and there'll be a tour around that as Excellent. well. Excellent. So if people want to um, hear more about uh, Manny T. Wall, where, where do they get onto you? Um, well, of course, I'm going to say my website www.mattytwall.com. But uh, you can go anywhere. I mean, just just type Matty Matty T Wall into yep. the into Google and have a look at the reviews for this album. It's getting some great reviews. Yeah. And uh, you know, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you want to go get the music. It's up to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have a listen. So it's out there uh, in yep. on the interwebs, as they say. It is. It is. And um, and climbing up the charts. I think it was uh, num- was it number two or three. Um, in the last month of June, Num- number three. So yeah, that's mate, right. and that's before we started touring. So we'll Fantastic. see how July looks. I think it's going to be doing even better. I think I called that a trifecta. It was Lloyd Spiegel, Manny T. Wall, and Justin Yap. Justin Yap. Yep. So there's a yep. trifecta of Australian blues. That's it. Fantastic. Well, look, thanks for coming on the show. Really uh, great to talk with you. And um, fantastic album. And we'll certainly be giving it a, a push on the Solid Blues and Roots. And uh, hope to uh, hear you back uh, in doing bigger and better things uh, every year. So thanks, Matty, for coming on the show. Yep, thank you. Thanks for having us. Let me down. Yeah, you've been uh, listening to uh, Matty T. Wall talking about his uh, new album and uh, being a blues man uh, from Land of Oz. Get onto Matty T. Wall on the web and uh, get a hold of this album. It's a killer. And, of course, all the other interviews and the shows on salty.com.au.